Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to one dictionary, it means to weigh in the mind, to think about and reflect on. On our Let's Ponder episodes that are shared on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast, we discuss taboo and questionable subject matter. For example, size. Does it really matter? Or do you really want to know the number of partners your significant other has been with? How about being in a sexless marriage? These and other topics are what we talk about on Let's Ponder. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Let's Ponder on Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. I'm very excited as I have a guest on today's episode. Her name is Tatum Langton. She's a very talented actress who has quite a few acting credits, including roles on Grey's Anatomy. She was on American Crime Story Impeachment, and that was the one about the Clinton-Lewinsky situation. General Hospital, to name a few. Not to mention, she's spent a lot of time on the stage. But she actually has a new project out that I am thoroughly impressed with. It's a one-woman show. And it's called Redeem Her, and that is spelled like the word redeem, and then H-E-R. Redeemer is a multimedia, multi-character story of a Mormon wife who tries to redeem her eternal marriage from a sin next to murder. It is written and performed by her, Tatum Langton, and is directed and developed by Jessica Lynn Johnson. This one-woman show explores the question, is the sin with a capital A redeemable? Experience the heartfelt journey as one woman battles between saving her marriage and soul. Harrison Held for Discover Hollywood Magazine said, The lovely and talented Tatum Langton is a relatable and excellent storyteller, drawing audiences in with her sincerity, humor, and hope for a successful life against shocking adversity. Amen. Thank you for that closing prayer. All right, everyone. Next week in Sunday school, we'll be in John 8. The woman taken in adultery is brought before Christ. Please read. Ha ha! Sorry to interrupt your lesson, dear sister. Welcome Tatum Langton to my podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I first of all want to tell you that um, I watched your one woman show the other day and I was glued to my phone watching it. I paused it in a couple of places because I had to cry just because there were a lot of familiarities as far as being able to, uh, the uh, knowing what you did wrong, I'm trying to think of the right words. And not having the opportunity to really feel like you couldn't take it back. You knew you had gone beyond um, being able to take back what you did. And I could recognize that, as can a lot of these listeners to the show, because, as you know, the whole focus of my podcast is female infidelity from the woman's side of it. 
Um, what happened? Why did she choose to go this route? And basically what they send me, it's kind of like your show, right? Except in this place, you were able to pull out characters in your life or voices, you know, from your husband to what the church would think to, um, you know, <laughs> rebel and angel <laughs> and all of that. And so you were able to extrapolate all of those emotions that came forward. Um, just an amazing show. And I commend you for doing this because it's hard enough for a person to be able to write a story to me and send it in, let alone go out in public with your face and your name and be able just to say what you need to say and tell people your story. Um, so I'm curious, at what point in your career and in your life did you decide you wanted to bring this out and do this? Um, yes. Well, thank you for watching, first of all. Um, I That happened about 10, I guess almost 11 years ago in my life. And um, and honestly, I think almost from the time that it happened, did I feel somewhat of a desire to share it, share the story, almost because as, um, as it happened, as I, you know, cheated on my husband and, and the story unfolded um, and people started to find out because unfortunately I, I did it um, two days before Christmas. And so... Um, and, and told my husband, so our families found out very quickly, um, because we split and everybody's like, well, where's, where's your spouse? So, um, right. so it all unfolded very quickly, but, and I, and I started getting reactions very quickly. Um, and, and I, it just became very, I, I was very ashamed. I'm growing up in the Mormon church. And I mean, this was just something that you never did. In fact, it was something that was considered a sin next to murder. So it was, it was this very grievous sin that I, I you're right, I didn't, I couldn't take it back. And, um, and it was out in the open now. But I, I recognized very quickly in my mind that it was something that um, seemed like, um, I mean, it was very taboo. But also, I thought a little bit unfair as far as, you know, like, wait a second, we're taught in the church, in our LDS church faith, to forgive and repent and seek forgiveness and use the atonement of Jesus Christ to redeem ourselves. Um, and really, we're, we're taught no judgment, but it didn't seem that we were practicing it as a society, as a people. And, um, and I started to realize I was really afraid of, of the judgment that I would receive. And while I didn't always receive that judgment, which I'm grateful for, there were a lot of people, even in the church, that were very compassionate. Um, there were some that were not. And, um, and it just made me want to kind of point that out of like, wait a second, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying my best here and I have every right as a human and as a person of faith to, 
to use this repentance process and this um, atonement of Christ for, for this particular sin. And so that's, so it was, it was a long time coming. I, I, I took about a decade to finally tell this story, but, um, and it, it was hard because I didn't know how I wanted to tell it. Um, I'd written it out in so many different formats as a short film or as a series possibly. And I finally came to the one woman show format uh, during the pandemic. Um, a few people had asked me if I'd ever considered it. And then because of the pandemic, I thought, well, this is going, this would be a really easy way for me to get my story out and for me to have a little bit more control, which I really wanted um, because it is such an obviously personal story. Um, I wanted to make sure that it had the right tone and um, the right message. You did a fabulous job with that. And, and what you're saying is so true. And even from outside. Now, I'm not really familiar with the LDS church. I do understand that they do have their values that may be a little bit more stringent compared to Protestant or, you know, those types of things or other types of. Mm-hmm. Um, and with my with my show being no, you know, I always say no, no judgment because the only person to judge is is God, right? You know, we'll be judged at that point. Who is it? Why is it that another person feels that they have a right to judge me for the decisions I made? It's interesting that you brought up um, that, you know, only God can judge us because I, and I think I cover this in my show, I really felt in the process of the grieving process of admitting what I had done and going through a divorce Um, I really felt that there was no judgment coming from God. In fact, he was only there to help me, um, help me grieve, help me move on, help me find forgiveness for myself. But I never, ever felt judgment from God. It was, it really was just kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. From my God or, or even, I mean, whatever, um, however you see God, that higher power. I, I never felt that judgment. So I, I think it's interesting that you that you bring that up um, because it really kind of was between me and me and God was just there to kind of like cheer me on, if that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. And it's wonderful that you were able to feel that strength from him rather than a failure on that part. Mm-hmm. Um and which just tells so much about how amazing and strong you are. And as I tell people too, when they go into marriages and here you are, you were so young getting married and being maybe the way you, and you explained it in your show, they didn't exactly go over sexuality. I don't know if they portray it as it's for procreation, you know, it's not mm-hmm. for, for pleasure or for, Uh, emotional connections or whatever. And, you know, you didn't get married to turn around to cheat. That was never your goal. You had every intent of doing the things that you were going to do in your marriage. But as we grow older, especially as we're getting through our 20s and into our 30s, our minds are developing and realizing, wait a minute, this is the only life I have to live. I don't feel like I'm getting what I need for my partner. 
I'm married to him now. What do I do? And I know you didn't go looking for it. Majority of women don't. Majority of women are feeling lost emotionally, that connection, that support. And in a way, and this was just how I um, read your, how you were explaining it in your, um, in your show, but how I interpreted it was that you had lost that emotional support, your goals, your dreams, everything was pushed to the wayside. It was about what your husband wanted, not what you needed. And there was no 50, 50. And we, we tend to look for that. We'll migrate without even consciously knowing that at least this is what I found out with all these years of my own past and and working with so many people and so that's why I always say the no judgment because we don't know what's going on it's not up for us but us as human beings we're gonna look at somebody and go "Ooh, why are you wearing those clothes Ooh, you know it's a hard thing for people (laughs) not to and I always encourage people as best as I can Listen and understand before you make a decision for yourself as far as how you feel about somebody's circumstance. And always keep in mind, that's not your life. You didn't live in those shoes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect you. You focus on yourself. I I just, I'm still just, <laughs> your show just, I think everybody needs to see that. Every woman <laughs> who is listening to this podcast. And then, of course, I have stories of where I work with men who have been affected by female infidelity. So this would have been like in the situation, Kevin's story of what he saw was going on. And, um, and those men listen to a lot of these female stories and they're able to say, you know what, I feel like I could have been better at this or that. And it just helps people to understand each other better. Um, but as many people as I recommend Mm -hmm. this, if infidelity situations are in your life, you need to hear, you need to watch, you need to see how amazing they need to do this to see your show. I, I'm saying that from my heart and these listeners know me. I'm pretty much, I wear my heart on my sleeve and talk about everything and anything, but really you did an amazing job. And, you know, I noticed that for, it took me a long time to realize your shirt. I couldn't figure out what does that A stand for? And it wasn't until later that I realized the scarlet letter. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that's what that was, right? And I kind of, yes. <laughs> was that what, why you wore that? Yes. And you know, it's, I'm, I'm actually glad you're bringing this up because I'm uh, about to take my show to Scotland to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And my producer out there asked the same question. She's like, what was the A on your shirt? And she thought it was a little confusing. And so, um, which I was like, oh, wait, are people confused by this? Um, so I'm glad you, you're bringing it up. Um, but yeah, it was, especially with how my show starts out, I kind of start with the judgment. Um, and it was definitely how I felt. I felt branded as this... As this adulteress, and um, and I was afraid, especially in those that early time, right after and during my divorce, that um, people were going to look at me, and and people were going to talk and find out what I had done, and um, men weren't going to want to date me, and I would never be loved again. Like I, 
had all these thoughts going through my head because, because I did feel branded as, as an adulterer. And, um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just sounds even now I mean up till my show it sounded like such a dirty word I was like afraid to say it so yeah it's interesting I know. that you did I understand and and that's it, it is so amazing how quickly it's thrown onto a woman that way mm-hmm. you know and, and in that book and I'll be honest I haven't even read the entire book of um, the Scarlet Letter I probably saw the movie with Demi Moore in it a long time ago <laughs> but it you know to but to understand when we turn things around are men feeling that way do men still have that national or natural shame and guilt when they've done that you know Mm -hmm. it's a totally different look because women aren't women don't do that (laughs) no yeah (laughs) it happens well and I think there is this stigma of like women don't think of women aren't supposed to think of sex in a sexual or sensual way um it's Mm -hmm. almost as if we're supposed to be the ones who are responsible for how um for keeping sex um I don't want to say spiritual because that's not exactly what I mean, but for keeping it holy in this very Christian, to me, incorrect way of looking at it. But because I think for me, I started to realize, like you said, you know, as I was getting into my marriage and into my late 20s, I realized like, wait, this sex thing is not, I feel like there's something more to it. I feel like it could be more exciting and I felt bad thinking that. I felt bad that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, am I making my marriage all about sex? Like this, like that's wrong. So then when a woman does commit adultery or infidelity and for, for the act of sensuality, it seems like it goes against what we're taught women, how women view sex when, when really we're, we, I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I just always feel bad whenever I hear a woman who is going through that in her marriage where she's not fulfilled in that way, um, but wants to be, but has kind of resigned that, well, you know, oh, well, he's satisfied and I'll just give in. It really saddens me because I feel like there, there is so much more to sex in a relationship that has not even so much to do with sex itself, but has to do with the intimacy that you have within your relationship that brings about this amazing sex. Oh, right. Because it does start, I think, more on the emotional side of things, right? And as women, we are emotional creatures. And I have had countless stories of young women um, that had been married young to maybe an older man who'd had experience, but it was his way or no way. And these women had no idea. And when they'd come up with, hey, so I was talking to my friend, kind of like your Christine friend or, or you know, and have these ideas of how to bring more excitement into the bedroom, they'd shut them down. It, almost like they were scared. The men were scared of what these women may why are they afraid that they may not be able to um i can't think of the words but come up um meet these expectations that these (laughs) that these you know ladies whether it be with toys or 
role playing or whatever. Uh, but these men would shut these women down when they just wanted to learn more and understand and feel that emotional, not just going through the physical side of it, but that connection from head to toe of feeling connected with this person. And then kaboom, they start talking with somebody and there's some sort of an interest. And then all of a sudden these thoughts go, th you know, through the head and that emotional connection is what's, they say, more dangerous than than uh, the physical side of infidelity because, you know, emotions are so strong. It's not just over and done with it. You know, it's something you carry around a long time. Um, and I don't want to give away, I want so many people to see this show and I don't want to give away any details, but of course I have questions. Um, your, your family, his, you know, I, I, I know that you touched a little bit about your in-laws, but I'm just wondering at this point in time, um, it sounded like they were actually supportive of you and trying to help you with their son. And do you have a connection still with them or have you been able just to let it go with them or talk with them or their family? Uh, I, I do not have, have connection with them anymore. Um, um, yeah, not to give too many details away because of the show, but, um, it just with how the way things ended and, uh, we didn't have kids together, me and my ex-husband. So it kind of left it, left us room to move on separately. And, um, I, I will say that was one of the hardest parts for me because they were my second family for seven years. And, um, even though I didn't have kids um, that connected me even more to them, that they, they, I mean, they basically watched me grow up. I mean, I, they met me when I was 19 and, you know, and I divorced at 26. So it really, they watched me through some very formative years um, grow up with their son. So um, I do, and I, I will admit, I, I miss them. Um, I even often still dream about them. Um, um, I've had a little bit of connection since the show, just w just one of them reaching out saying that they had seen it and um, missed me and were very, very kind. But, um, but that's about it. And, and I've let that go as far as, you know, he'd, he's moved on with his life and I've moved on with mine. And it's kind of just like this closed chapter of my, it, it actually feels like this whole other life that I lived. Um, it, it's kind of this weird parallel universe almost. So since getting this written out and, and putting out the show and everything, how do you feel overall about about what happened and looking now and to see where it started to where it is now. I mean, taking your show to Scotland, I'm saving my bucks for a trip to Scotland next year. <laughs> I mean, that is a place I want to go. And I mean, I can just, I mean, what an opportunity to be able to get out there and, and really start showing these people. And it's a, it's a show just like this podcast People don't talk about it that needs to be talked about, but people don't talk about it. So it's in, it's kind of like, Hey, I'm not going to be afraid to talk about this. We're going to talk about it. But overall with this project, do you feel accomplished? Do you have any like, well, I maybe should have done it this way or 
I mean, overall, how do you feel about what you've accomplished since that, in, since the infidelity situation yeah. with your um, show? Well, I, I do have to kind of consistently remind myself how proud I am of myself because there are a lot of ups and downs with, you know, Good. like there's the high of performing it in front of a live audience and then the low when you're not performing and you're like, what, what's next? Um, and even just the preparation of taking it to a festival, especially one as large as the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, there's a lot to prepare, um, a lot to fundraise and all these other things. Um, but I am proud of myself. Every time I watch it back to like kind of give myself notes, I'm, I will say, I mean, it's one of those weird things to be like, I'm really impressed with myself um, <laughs> that I'm able to do it with, with, yeah, and just the fact that I'm able to do it with um, some comedy and some lightheartedness, but also um, grace and um, and I think giving the emotions their their time to breathe and let people feel them. Because um, even as I was writing this last year, uh, there were you know I told my parents you know what I was doing, and my dad, who's very still devout in his faith, was. Um, it was a little bit uneasy with the fact that I was going to take this public. And, and I told him, I said, he said, he asked me if I was sure I wanted to do this. And I said, if we believe in the atonement of Jesus Christ, and if we believe in forgiveness and redemption, I just don't see why I should ever be ashamed of this. And he, I think he finally got it of, of, you know, that this was actually part of my faith, um, sharing this was, was part of my beliefs and, and, uh, an outreach out of that, not, not in spite of. And so, um, I am proud of it. I, I definitely, oh, I've, I've, I wrote it very quickly, actually, in the grand scheme of things. I wrote it over just a few, like three and a half months, which is quick. Um, but, so there's definitely times when I feel like, oh, I wish I maybe should have talked more about this or included uh, that one time when this happened or, um, you know, there's a lot of themes that I could have included, but it is only like a 60 to 70 minute show. So there's only so much I can go over. Um, so I, I am, I'm resolved to just be like happy with where this version of it is. And who knows? I, I might write it into a book one day or it might become a film one day. So um, I'm not, I'm not closing the door yet on the story as a whole, but as a one woman show, I think it is, it's in a good place. And it is so wonderful. And I, um, I do have a couple of fun questions to ask you, but sure. most of all, what I want to find out from you, if you're comfortable is, have you forgiven yourself for what happened? Yes. And I know I just hesitated answering that um, only because I will say I thought I had forgiven myself a lot sooner. Um, but in the process this last summer of writing this show, I realized that there was still a lot that I hadn't really dealt with. And, um, and so the process of writing it was very cathartic. And also I kind of love your format of your podcast because it does allow that place for people to get 
their story out somewhere or somehow or to write it down. And I think there's so much power and healing that comes from that. Um, so yeah. And, and so me doing that this last summer, you know, 10 years after I had, um, committed or done this deed, um, it, I was surprised at how much more I, I went through that process of forgiving myself. Um, and I've, you know, I have a husband now who's amazing and very supportive and doesn't bat an eye when I talk about my past. I mean, he's just, he's, he's, he's the exact opposite of my ex. So it's, it's great. But, um, but yeah, I, it, but it has taken some time and a lot of grace and, um, and, but I do think that the writing process helped a, a good deal in, in that forgiving process. And for you to be able to talk about it like that, and you use the word grace, and that is, that's a tough one, you know, to give oneself, especially as women, we don't mess up, you know, we can't mess up, we have to be perfect, but to give yourself grace and allow yourself ah, to go through and the emotions of what you did and give yourself and forgive yourself. I mean, that's a big one. And you are an amazing, beautiful, strong, and very talented woman. And I'm just so, I admire what you've done. And I just, I, this has got to go big, big, <laughs> because I think it's such an important topic and show to get out there, you know? So I, oh, I, I want nothing but the best for you. Um, but I do have a couple of fun questions to ask because at the beginning of the, um, in the, the interview, I had mentioned a few things that you had been a part of out in the um, world of entertainment, you know, and I'm curious of the projects that you've worked on, What aside from your own show, what would have been your favorite either TV show you appeared on or movie you were in? Um, what was your most favorite project? Um, this is always such a difficult question to answer um, <laughs> because sometimes projects are so fleeting, um, um, you know, especially at this level of my or at this time in my career. Um, I will say that, let's see, I know I've had time to think about this and yet like I still hesitate. Um I will say there's nothing like live theater for an actor. It really is the actor's medium, being able to hear the audience's response and being able to portray a character in a linear story is very, um, it, it feels really good. Um, so I've had a lot of favorites as far as theater goes. It, um, my show excluded, doing children's theater is I had a show actually that I mentioned in, in my one woman show the called the frog prince. That was really, yes. <laughs> it was just, there's something about performing for children that is also just so rewarding. They love everything you do and um, you can kind of be big and play like a child and, and just have fun and the kids just eat it up. So that, that has to be one of my favorite on stage as far as like film or TV goes. Um, I think actually the, uh, I was on impeachment mm -hmm. across Edie Falco recently. And that, yeah. that was just really cool because it was a new challenge for me. I, 
um, I was somewhat thrown into that role last minute and to be able to kind of carry my own weight next to someone like Edie, I was, I, it was just kind of one of those moments in my head where I was like, this is cool. <laughs> well, and I, it's so funny because I had been wanting to see that and I didn't have broadcast TV. I had just switched out to where I'm just watching shows on apps and whatever. And so I actually purchased it from <laughs> Prime and I just finished watching it probably about a month and a half ago. And of course, saw you on there, of course, didn't put the two together. And then when I was looking at your reels and stuff and I went, holy cow, wait a minute. That's, oh, hey, hey, guess who I'm going to talk to? <laughs> and so, yeah, to be across from Mrs. Soprano there, but, uh, you know, and, uh -huh. and but just the storyline aside from the political side of it, but the personal side of it kind of is funny how infidelity is out there you yeah. know like that yeah, so, yeah. it's another cool. it's another great story to watch and learn from oh yes and it's every time I turn on my pull up my iPad and I pick up whatever I prime or whatever it was and and uh, there it is impeachment and I'm like I already watched it but now I gotta watch it again <laughs> you're there <laughs> well obviously you had mentioned that you're getting ready can you tell us a little bit more about your um you had mentioned you were looking for some crowdfunding when it's coming to your show and and all of that if you want to um, share with us a little bit about how we can find your show um, or help you when it comes to getting the show out yes um, yeah so I'm I'm really kind of in the beginning process of um, prepping to take my show to Scotland um, Edinburgh Fringe Festival um, I uh, will be crowdfunding and We'll have to send you a link, Rebecca, so you can share with people as as I get that um, finalized. But um, I, and I'll also be starting an Instagram account. <laughs> Currently, Redeem Her is taken by someone who isn't using it, so I'm trying to figure out what my Instagram handle is going to be. Um, but I I will absolutely get all that information so that people can follow along because I would love for people to follow the journey of of me prepping for the show. Um, it does take a lot of prep. There's, so just to kind of give everyone a, an idea, um, the festival is about a month long. It's the month of August. And um, I will be doing a full run, which means I will be performing from August 2nd until August 29th every single day. Whoa. So that is a lot of performances. Yeah. Um, and is a huge challenge. <laughs> it's a big challenge as an actor that I've never been faced with. So I'm excited because I've just never had to do that. And I'm curious what will happen when I um, am performing every day. So there will be a lot of rehearsing going on before then. And um, I hope to also give people a chance to see it because obviously you may not be able to come out to Scotland. Um, so um, there will be opportunities to see it probably online as I start crowdfunding. Um, like if you donate a little bit, you can, um, I'll give you a link to watch the show and that kind of thing. So 
Um, but that's, that's kind of the process I'm going through, but yeah, so I, I will be living in Scotland for a month, which is, is not the cheapest no. thing and also have to pay for, um, the theater and tech people. So it's a huge undertaking, but I'm excited. Um, it's, I, I have had so much great response in terms of people just realizing how important a topic this is. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm excited to share it with a whole new audience overseas. Oh yeah. That is so exciting. And I, I really appreciate you coming on here and being candid and talking about it. And when I get those links, I'll make sure that everything is, uh, you know, on future podcasts, I will put that out several times. Plus I'll have the link to your, your website, um, if you'd like, on my episode notes and everything so people can at least follow you if you're updating on there at all yeah no absolutely absolutely this was so nice and I'm it's so funny because literally after my first show my like opening show a gentleman <clears throat> in the crowd came up to me and was just really impressed and he asked me if I had ever listened to your podcast and I was like no I've never heard of it and he said you should you should listen to it and maybe reach out to her because this is exactly what she she talks about and I was like okay so I'm I'm glad he mentioned it because um, who would have known see and those are things I don't know anything about that as far as I mean I watch my downloads and to hear somebody down there went and well I appreciate you sharing that with me I might have to share that with my listeners because now I just want to I'm just like oh that's wonderful whoever that was and I want to even do a shout out saying whoever that was thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> so again thank you so much Tatum congratulations and I wish you well and thank you again for stepping out into the spotlight and bringing up an important topic and sharing such a personal part of your life with everybody thank you Rebecca for your podcast and just providing that space for people to share their stories as well she is so sweet and wonderful, and I'm so excited that she found me and wanted to come on the podcast. I hope a lot of you were able to relate to some of the things that she talked about, and I really, really do recommend that you check out her show. Um, obviously, a lot of us can't go to Scotland unless we live over there. But her website is tatumlankton.com, T-A-T-U-M-L-A-N-G-T-O-N.com. And definitely follow her on Instagram. There she will have her information for her GoFundMe page. Um, and let's see here. So her Instagram is at redeemher, R-E-D-E-E-M-H-E-R underscore solo show s-o-l-o-s-h-o-w and if you are searching on the gofundme pages you should be able to find her under capital r-e-d-e-e-m lowercase h-e-r and of course i'm going to have all of this in my episode notes and i really encourage you if you can help her out. Hopefully she's offering the perks that she talked about in the interview, because I really think you would benefit from seeing the show. And um, it's, it's very telling. And 
it's very emotional. You can see and feel her emotions. It was absolutely incredible when I watched it. And so definitely keep it in mind. Thank you all so much for listening today. And we'll be back next week for an all new story. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.